Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 44 of the Audible Farm podcast. This episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is locally owned, made to order. It's located right in Ankeny, Iowa. The owner and roaster there is Andrew Chipman, and he hand selects every order and roasts it to your specifications. I've gotten multiple pounds of coffee from him over the last month or so, and it's easily become my favorite brand of coffee. It's so fresh. I do a lot of French press, and when you do a French press, you can easily tell if the coffee's fresh just by the bloom of the coffee, and I don't want to get too coffee nerdy on you, but I do also think I have kind of jumped the coffee shark. I've been doing cold brew. I've been doing pour over i even let my parents try it and they just do you know you know your normal like bun coffee makers but i i even did cold brew and put the cold brew in ice cube trays and made ice cubes out of the cold brew that way if my coffee's too hot in the morning i can put cold brew in it and i don't have to dilute my coffee i don't know um like i said maybe i've been you know that might be jumping the shark a little bit on on coffee i might be going a little overboard but i'll tell you what I'm glad I'm doing it with Couchtown Coffee. They're my favorite company. They're located right here in Iowa. They've been treating me well. Uh, I don't want to put Andrew on blast, but I saw uh, when I met up with him that he had a Couchtown Coffee shirt, and I kind of want one of those shirts. So, Andrew, if you're listening, I need to get you get one of those shirts from you. So uh, hit me up. Uh, I'm going to be in touch about that. We've been doing a prom- promotion for the coffee here recently, and if you enter the promo code DAYDRINKER, you can get 20% off your order. The promo code is DAYDRINKER, and you can get 20% off your order of Couchtown. Just go to www.couchtowncoffee.com. Listen to the episodes. Uh, they're, they're, you know We've been doing promo codes here every week, but the promo codes I run only last for a week. So from the day this comes out, which is on Thursday, all the way up through the next Wednesday. So if you, uh, if you tune into this episode a couple weeks late, I'm sorry. Uh, you know best be trying to listen to them when they come out i guess but i want to say huge hats off to andrew for doing this for me uh it's it's an awesome thing that he's he's giving to you guys the listeners and i just want to say a huge shout out to couchtown coffee for all they're doing and the promo code like i said this week is day drinker and why is it day drinker i'll tell you why because my guest this week is jordan reuter uh jordan i've seen him play before he's super duper good he can sing too it was one of those things when we started talking, I didn't realize that he like played the trumpet and the French horn and the flugelhorn and, and that he can play the drums. And I didn't realize he was kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, I've, I've met him a couple of times at shows and we're really friendly with one another for the most part. Uh, you know, we're just regular people, but I kind of, I kind of like nervous and I don't know why the more I realized it's like, man, this guy is really good at music and, uh, he seems pretty humble about it. It kind of just made me uh, freeze up a little bit sometimes in the podcast. I'd forget what I was talking about and be like, uh, but you'll hear that in the upcoming podcast. Other than a couple of stutters on my part, this is an awesome, awesome interview. I want to, I want to say a huge thank you to Jordan for, uh, you know, inviting me over and doing the podcast with me. I, I left the little home studio I have to do a remote little interview with him. And, uh, we, you know, we got to talk about all sorts of cool things. You'll hear that in the upcoming podcast. So, uh, yeah, this is episode number 44 with Jordan Reuter. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale.
All right, uh, sitting down with Jordan Reuter. We talked about that beforehand. It's uh, it's pronounced Reuter. It is. Yeah. It doesn't look like it, but it is. No, it doesn't look like it. I got <laughs> corrected once, and uh, so I just had to put it out there. It's Reuter. So, Jordan Reuter, what's up, man? Not a lot, man. Just uh, hanging out. Just got done working at the shop, coffee shop. Coffee so. shop. Hey, uh, you know, got uh, I got myself a little coffee sponsor. Everybody heard about that in the intro, though, so we won't talk about it anymore. But where are you working at? Uh, Central Perk, downtown, Cent- yep. Sweet. So you're a coffee man yourself. I am a coffee man myself, You'd yes, sir. probably drink a lot of coffee, or you just... I do. Well, oh, I'm okay. a big fan of the espresso shots. Just yes. Quick one and done, you know? Yeah, oh, man. That's uh, some of my favorites right oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Did I see that on Facebook, you have a picture of you with a trumpet? Yeah, I do play a little trumpet, yes, indeed. Did you, did you play trumpet in high school? I did, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're in the band, yeah. Like, uh, where'd you go to high school? Uh, Manson. 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 Oh, okay. Yep. So right around the northern Iowa area. Yeah. Like, not too yeah, far not, away. Not, not far, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Uh, is that the only instrument you played growing up, or did you, like, oh, pick the no, guitar I, up uh, young? Or? Uh, I picked the guitar up in, like, probably seventh or eighth grade, but I started playing trumpet in fifth grade, and then I moved to percussion. And oh, cool. when I went to high school, I started playing bass, and then in the concert band, I played French horn. Oh, geez. And flugelhorn in uh, marching band. Cool. So, yeah, I was kind of... I, Played around a little bit. I tried to get a good variety of stuff in while I could, you know. Yeah, man, that's totally cool. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, I guess like a smaller school, they might ask you to move around a little bit more than like at a bigger school. They probably have, you know, somebody at every instrument or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there was... I think it was just like one song that they wanted a French horn part on, and I was like, I'll try it out. And then I did, and I, I kind of fell in love with it. I should really pick it back up nowadays. but Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. it would be something crazy to bust out a French horn on a song. Yeah, you know? yeah, it would be fun. Uh, do you ever take the trumpet out and play it at shows? Yep, yeah. Uh, when we uh, we play with the Ramblers, I do it for one song, just uh, Ring of Fire. We play oh, that song, cool. and I do that little intro. Yep. Yep, that's awesome, dude. Oh, that's really cool. So you bring it with just to bust it out for one song. Basically, yeah. It's totally worth it, Yep, yeah. We've talked about throwing it in other songs and stuff, but nothing's really come to fruition yet. So Yeah, never say never. Exactly. I'm always impressed by people that throw that in there because, you know, not everything's in the same key then, uh, naturally speaking. Uh, Yeah, we're like a little something. Yeah. Adds another level to it. Super easy to just pick up a bass and be like it's all the same as a guitar and just be like here's you know just play it on this fret it's all the same but you're like i'm playing a b and then you're like on a trumpet and you're like wait a second i'm in b flat so i gotta gotta do a little bit of math on the fly yeah we got it you know yeah um have you ever like tried to improv with a trumpet uh a little not my forte but yeah Yeah. i've tried a little bit yeah i need a lot of work still i gotta get my chops back yeah i mean if everything if it was in concert c i could nail it yeah right exactly yeah you know anybody that's played the trumpet or i guess any instruments you know that was always like everybody was like always the scale everybody played yep. you know warm up every day you yep. know that's the one that was the warm up for sure yeah so i mean i guess i could nail that one but you know if somebody was just like on the fly like we're playing in d i'd yeah. be like wait a second yeah. whoa, 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 you gotta you know? give me a minute yeah i don't have to get a, you got a pen and a paper here yeah, right. <laughs> like counting on my fingers and there's like wait what's exactly. there a knuckle trick right, i saw once like, i'm trying to visualize a piano like one two yeah okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like not as easy, but that's really cool that you actually like you know go out there with the trumpet and, and yeah. bust that out there. Yep, every know. once in a while, yeah. Uh, yeah, any other instruments you bust out with uh, any of the bands? Uh not really. That's about it, really. That's yeah, that's about the extent of it. I play electric with the Ramblers and then acoustic with uh, the Day Drinkers. Me and Caleb have a little duo, Caleb Perry. You know. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah, I've uh, I saw you at a jam night in Barnum uh, a handful of weeks ago, ripping on the acoustic man. You're really, oh, yeah. you're really good, dude. Really well, thank good. Thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, it was one of those deals where uh, you got to see how shy I get at jam nights sometimes, where it's just yeah. like, looks like these guys got it nailed. Yeah, like, right. you want to get in here? Like, no, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just sit in the corner. Like, but yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's jam nights though. Sometimes exactly. you just gotta let people like once they got it going, you just let them let them keep going with what they're yeah. going on. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's always open to everybody. You know, anybody's welcome to come up there and play around a little bit. You know, yeah, those, we don't judge. Those yeah. Barnum jams are tons of fun. They are a lot of fun, man. Yeah, that was like the first place I ever went to where I, you know, got the guts to actually jump up on stage, you know, and stuff. It was a, it's a nice, lighthearted environment, and it's not that other jam nights aren't, but uh, I definitely didn't feel this. Uh, ridiculous weighing pressure right. from like it's pretty laid back yeah compared to the uh third thursday jams at uh that oh, used to be at, at patty's, patty's yep. man there were so many killers there i, I know I, yeah. I didn't even want to go i went a couple of times and i was pretty intimidated by some of the yeah, people that showed up there I, yeah. yeah i mean uh there's a lot of good good musicians around the area oh, yeah tons, you, know, you know it's crazy to say that uh somebody our age is is one of those you know you you as far as i'm concerned you're really good i've uh i've seen you play you know and sing uh you can sing too that's another thing yeah you know that's uh not something to be taken lightly i guess i can sing if if you absolutely had to have somebody sing. but i i'm not as good as singing at you did you do chorus and stuff in high school oh yeah oh yeah i was definitely in the choir all growing up and uh yeah my mom like she had a amazing voice back in the day you know she still does you know and so like her and my sister and I always used to sing together, like, growing up in the car rides and stuff. So yeah, I kind of had, like, a natural feel for harmonies and whatnot, you know, going into it. And, yeah, I was always involved in choral everything, musicals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you and your uh, family riding around singing mbop and stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, just throwing it out there. Yeah, it was more like Reba McIntyre riding with my mom. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got the Roy Orbison treatment from my dad. Oh, so, yeah. Yep. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not actually, that one, you know. Dude, I'm not so upset about that as, like, a you know, older generation. It's There's not too many people that are just like, I can name you, like, 30 Roy Orbison songs all off right. the top of my head. Yeah. And, like, all of them are good. So if anybody wants to cover a Roy Orbison song, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Oh, my gosh. I'd be the guy to do it. I'd love that stuff. What kind of music do you like to listen to, generally speaking? I mean, it's always kind of a pin, tough thing to pin down nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of stuff. You know, I like to keep a good variety. But, I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, stuff from the 90s, really. And it's like that's a lot of the stuff I like to play, too. Uh-huh. Uh, you know? I mean, growing up, I had three older siblings. So, like, I was listening to what they were listening yeah. to, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, so it was always, like... Matchbox 20, Blank 182, that kind of whatever, you know. Nothing wrong with that, though. Right. So, like, that's kind of where I keep around. But, I mean, I love listening to anything, you know. I've been trying to get a lot more into, like, older country and jazz and stuff lately. Uh Listen to that stuff, you know. But, I mean, I I like to keep a good variety, you know. Yeah. I I wish I got into older country more. Like, uh, I got a buddy that I hang out with sometimes. I did a podcast with him a while back, uh, Vince Benishek. He knows a little bit more about that older country stuff than I do and right. you know every now and then I'll throw me a little bit to listen to and it's like this is pretty cool or like right. or like Alejandro I was just like throw me some jazz stuff man exactly, you know and he, yep. he hits me yep. with some uh, yeah he's my guy too that's yeah, my go-to exactly guy yeah and it's fun to have those people in your back pocket that mm-hmm. don't necessarily like the same kind of music as yeah. you know and you can just be like hey you know hit me with something that's you know in your top 10 list right now or yeah. whatever that's the other thing I like about uh, asking people, though, like, what do you listen to? Because sometimes there's people like, well, right now I'm kind of digging yeah. on this, you know. And uh, Oh, yeah, it definitely changes. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I hate to be one of those people, but I got Spotify, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I get to just be like, oh, I'm going through this. And I went through a huge blues phase for a while. And then it's like, I'm going to listen to all of the Thin Lizzy albums on repeat <laughs> just for like a month yeah. straight, you know. So you get on these weird phases and yeah, uh, stuff sure. like that. What do you think uh, is the, like the most influential thing for you to play? Like, if you're just plunking around at, at your house, what are you going to be playing? Oh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah, like basically any any like acoustic artist. When I'm when I'm going out doing like either solo stuff or like with the day drinkers, like just me and Caleb, you know, I like to I don't know pick around on things that are more acoustic and like have a lot more like are more difficult vocally, I guess. You yeah, know, kind of yeah. get my 
pipes warmed up and everything uh-huh. and yeah get warmed up for the night but i don't know nothing really specific i guess it's just kind of whatever i'm feeling that day i guess uh-huh do you yeah. uh do you and caleb both sing in the day drinkers <laughs> <laughs> no i've been trying to get him to i keep telling him i'm gonna put a mic in front of him but uh no he he refuses he, I, he's better than he thinks he is i'm pretty he sure he definitely is man he doesn't give himself enough credit yeah that uh that jam that i was at that because Caleb was there actually, like while you were playing um, acoustic guitar, he was just playing a cajon for a while, and mm-hmm. he was singing along with you with no mic in front of him. But it's right. small enough bar you can hear you can him, hear and it's him, like, yeah. it's like, dude, this sounds awesome. Like, yeah, but I yeah, don't know. And there's been some times, you know, some some song will come on the radio or something at the coffee shop, and I'll like harmonize with him. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna put a mic in front of you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no kidding. Oh god, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like. Um, is that how you kind of got together for the day drinkers and thought about that, or was it just you just uh, worked together? Basically, and- yeah, and it was yeah the fact that we worked together that was a big part of it. But uh, really, there was just like a lot of nights and like Shiny Top has been opening up to new nights of music and yep. stuff, you know. So we kind of had the opportunity to get out and do a little something extra. And like I have my own original songs that I write, and so I kind of wanted to be able to get those out there a little bit, yeah. you know. And yeah. it's always good to have you know a drummer or somebody else up there with you kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off you know and so i was like dude let's do a couple of these gigs you know like wednesday nights or friday nights kind of throw a show together at shiny top or something so we did and then we booked one at river hops and then uh we booked one it was at lefties i believe and uh uh, we were just up until then it was just you know jordan and caleb are gonna be here you know and then he was like I don't want to advertise that. That's lame. You know, yeah, so yeah, we, exactly. we, we got to come up with a name. So, yeah, we couldn't come up with anything. Oh, so we put a poll up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. no, I remember. That, yeah. got, that got colorful in a hurry. <laughs> it sure did. There was a lot of, uh, yeah, <laughs> very colorful uh, options. That was there. Lefties in Fort Dodge, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 not to be confused with Lefties in Des Moines. Oh, in Des Moines, yeah, 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 yeah so, in Fort Dodge. Yeah. Yes. So for anybody listening in the Des Moines area, that was Lefties in Fort Dodge. Yeah. But, yeah, I do remember that, that being up on Facebook and just being like, should I comment on now i'll just i'll just you know kind of be a troll yeah, and scroll and through I, and read yeah these and, and actually stuff. that like went off a lot like bigger than we expected like within like an hour or something there was like 150 comments yeah, or something like that of different names and stuff and yeah some of them were quite colorful to say the least but, but that's how you know it's going to be something good like before you even exactly, went out there and yeah. did anything everybody was just like all right yeah like, this is gonna be cool yeah let's yeah. throw a name in the bucket mm-hmm. plus how often do you have like okay a normal band naming thing usually comes up as like some guy saying this is the name of the band and you're just like okay or or it's just like what do you want to name the band and then you get about six ideas they all suck you choose one and you just go with it (laughs) yeah whereas this one you got like 150 names in a hat some of them were jokes but like yeah exactly you might even want to choose the joke one you never know because sometimes that comes out into your favor yeah exactly it might spark an idea or something yeah no kidding come out uh, you were saying uh, having somebody else up there kind of takes the pressure off of you. I will have to say I've played uh, one solo show. I did it uh, a couple months ago at the Arts Council in Humboldt. Mm-hmm. It was the most nerve-wracking thing ever because there's <laughs> literally nowhere to hide uh, visibly yep. or sonically or yep. anywhere. Like Literally everything you're doing is making all of the noise, and, yep. and it's uh, it's scary. Like, yeah, it kind of is. Man. Even just having the drummer in there, to it just adds a little bit of a buffer. It's right. so nice. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how I started out was just doing solo acoustic shows and, you know, I didn't really know any different. So that's kind of, I just kind of plucked my way through it, you know, Dude, props. and then I started playing with uh, my buddy Cole Smothers, who's a drummer from Manson. Him and I kind of grew up together and uh, we started a little duo and uh, we were playing together and um, played together for a couple of years. And then when I went back to doing solo shows, I was like, oh man, I forgot how, how like naked you feel up here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Whoa. 
Yeah, that's a good way to take say a, it. Though. Takes a step back, you know. Dude, I did feel like I brought everything I had with me so I could just make myself feel as comfortable as I could. Uh, I remember, uh, I think it was Steve Curry was just like, "You got enough pedals up there?" Like, you made a good <laughs> Facebook comment. I think I had like twenty pedals up there because it's just like I got a looper, I got a drum machine. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just yeah. like one of each was up there, yeah. just just in case, you know. And it's if I got tired of playing too much acoustic, you make an acoustic loop, and then you switch to the electric switch and, over, yeah. And then you start playing electric along to the loop, and you just do something like that, you know. So I was just trying to like pull all the stops out of the bag but that's mm-hmm. kind of the fun though you get a little bit of the ingenuity out yep, of it you know yep. uh it's not every day you get you to see some guy with a little bit, play with yeah. a looper and stuff like yep. that or whatever and i mean there were a couple of songs where i sang where it was just like oh this song is like the same four chords over and over and over and over and over and over right. again so you just l- eventually just loop it and then you just like swap to the electric and you get to play the do solo to the song it, yeah. you know so it's kind of nice to come and do that you know to a song and it's I don't know. It's definitely not something that's in my wheelhouse, but it's not something that's undoable. So, yeah, so you get to challenge yourself. I mean, maybe to you, it's not even a challenge anymore as having done it so many times going up there by yourself. Yeah. But, yep. oh man. Yeah. I'd, I recommend everybody, if you ever get the opportunity to play like a solo show, just, you know, just yeah. to go do it and try it's it. It's a little humbling. You know? it, yeah. it is. You know, I, you know, that's one of the things I just knew. I knew it wasn't going to be like 10 out of 10. He's coming back next week, guaranteed, you know, it was, right. but it was still going to be like, it's pretty good you know it's something we haven't ever seen before and that's kind of what i wanted to make it so uh that's you know that was cool but another thing i never sit and think about too much is the fact that like there are non-musical people out there you know like Mm -hmm. so much of our life is spent around musical people and everybody that's like right good at music or whatever and and, uh, like scrutinizing and picking it apart you don't realize yeah there's people out there who don't know the difference don't know the difference one way or the other yeah Yeah. at that show i was just warming up and stuff and uh the guy who was doing the bartending at at the show was just like dude this, this sounds so good and i was just like warming up and just testing out the pedals and everything right. making, making sure everything was the same loudness and stuff you know just it's like is this uh you know i don't know like i was just kind of plunking around he's like i don't know how to play guitar so this sounds awesome right. i was just like oh i never thought of that you yeah, know uh, that kind of brought me back down to like okay this is gonna be okay you yeah know? but yeah i was sweating bullets there for a while right <laughs> uh do you prefer to play like solo shows or with a band is there like a preference to one I of definitely them? prefer to play with a band you know like you said it's like I don't know yeah it takes a little bit of the pressure off and honestly like you can create so much more sound you know and yeah get a lot you know you can do a lot with having other people up there playing with you you know uh-huh. kind of jamming back and forth and me and Caleb have kind of gotten pretty like tight with you know him doing little fills and like where they're gonna be at and like breaks and stuff so it's like we've I feel like we both kind of I've grown a little bit, like, in at least the songs that we play together, you know, and mm-hmm. in that aspect. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a cool thing, too, is, like, once you build uh sort of weird to say this, but, like, once you build a relationship with a drummer where you start to just realize that, like, you two can kind of just... It's not like you're calling the shots or he's calling the shots, but something just happens where it's like, oh, we yep, met we somewhere in the right middle, the middle right there, and yeah. that's what it it is and it's it's not like you're listening for him to lead you into something and it's not like he's listening for you to lead you into something but no. when you guys both lead into that one spot yeah. you're it just hits it, yeah, yeah it just hits and if if it doesn't then you know something happened you right. know and that's the only right. way that you know is you're like wait wasn't there supposed to be a yeah. there's supposed to be a change here so something didn't happen you know yeah. but i uh i love doing that like even at jams and stuff like that uh three finger betty does a jam at the end of every show and uh some of it just kind of flows into nonsense and comes back into being a really tight jam at right. some points in times and i you know a lot of that leans on you know clint the drummer that we have in the band and he just mm-hmm. he's got a good heads up and an ear for that kind of a thing too and it's that's something that boggles me about drumming and i've never been like the best at drumming but yeah. uh what about you you play 
I actually, go, well, for, yeah, I, mean, I played, played in, percussion. But... I played uh, trap set in the jazz band. Oh, cool, in, uh, cool, uh, cool, like cool, My junior and senior year, and then one year at Iowa Central for the jazz band. No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was a lot of fun, actually. I mean, uh, yeah. So I you're, mean, like, you're literally was, like a jack of all trades, and you could just get eh, pretty Master much... of none, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, dude, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I was never, like, an outstanding drummer by any means, but... You know, I had a kid at home to practice on, mm -hmm. and, like, uh, my brother was kind of a drummer, you know, so, like, he had all these, like, practice pads and stuff as a kid, like, I'd oh, cool. play on them, you know, and so I kind of had, like, sort of a natural sense of rhythm, and, like, yep. yeah, so it was always something I wanted to do, so I picked it up, like, junior year, and I did it for, like, three years, so that was pretty fun. Dude, that's awesome that you got started so young, because I, like... I don't know if it was, like, money that was, like, the big barrier, but you had to, like, make an investment to buy a guitar and do something yeah. like that. You know, usually most schools didn't have, like, a guitar on hand for somebody to play. Right. On. Even though there was usually a bass, but that's for the jazz, jazz band. band yeah. And then there's a trap set, but that's mm -hmm. also for the jazz band. So <clears throat> yep. so you end up with this situation where if you want to learn bass and, and drums, <laughs> yeah, you might, then you're you fine. Might, yeah, yeah, but uh, the guitarists. But for some reason, there's, like, a million guitarists and no bassists and, and drummers <laughs> out there. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand how that uh, works out. The guitar's cooler. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's sometimes I wish I almost didn't have to play guitar so I didn't have to feel like a little bit of extra pressure or whatever but yeah. but I've been to shows where I've like uh, I played one like a uh, three finger Betty show on bass I guess I had I pl we played it at a practice because our bassist wasn't there we were gonna do a show he ended up going anyways uh, I might end up having to play bass at a show coming up but it's just one of those things where it's just a whole different beast, man. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's easier to play, right? No, no, but not by any means. Yeah, you know, even if you're just playing punk, where like most of it's just uh, simple, you know, like just yeah, four or eight notes. Chords, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just even then, it's not that easy. But you, right. know, you start to realize that oh, the bassist is doing more than just he's playing. Actually, yeah, he's doing just some doing work, simple yeah. stuff. You know, uh, is do you have a preference? Like, let me say, if I had like a drum, a guitar, and a bass here, and I was just like pick one and I'll pick one, uh, and we'll jam something out. What would you pick? Man, I'd probably honestly sit down at the kit, man. Like, it's been, like, I always try and hop on Ferry's kit just to, like, mess around a little bit, you know. But honestly, I, I had a lot of fun playing drums, you know. It's, you know, it's fun to just kind of beat on something, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, like, when you get jamming, you know, and you just kind of start feeling it and just start, yeah, riding the cymbals and stuff. It's, yeah, I don't know, dude. I have a lot of fun with it. Dude, that's, I agree so much where, like, I've got a drum kit at my house, and for a while that was, like, the one thing I was gravitated towards, even though I've got a guitar and a bass there as well. Yeah. It was just, like, what do I want to do? And it's just, like, I'm just going to go sit on the drums, and it's, they're a little more foreign to me, but, like, being older and knowing how to, like, uh, learn something a little bit better than, right. you know, once you're on your, like, fourth or fifth instrument, it's a little bit easier, even though drums are still ridiculously hard to yeah. learn at, like, 30, so, yeah. but I sit back there, I'm like, hey, I can play along to some songs, this doesn't sound half bad, you know, mm -hmm. and I had a lot of fun learning how to play the drums, at least in a basic sense, so it's kind of funny that you say you would choose that, and that yeah. kind of makes me think about Barnum, though, Barnum's always got a drum set on hand, Yeah, and a lot of yeah, times people aren't behind the kit. Yeah, and I, it's a... That one's kind of falling apart a little bit. Yeah, it's a rough but kit, it but, is, uh, but I mean, you can make it work. Exactly. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, the first jam night I was there, I, I played a little bit of guitar, uh, pretty much because Jeremy just like was just like, I'm gonna get a beer here, hold this, and then he just like stood off to the side and just stayed over there, and I yeah. was like, oh dang it, he like tricked yeah, me into this, got, got me. So I ended up playing, but like later in the night, it was just like, there's no drummers here. I'll hop on the drum set. I know yeah. how to play at least like a basic beat, you know. Mm -hmm. So and I, I did a little bit of that. But that's fun. Like I like that you said that. You right. Know? Well, yeah, and like you know. I just, I don't really get the opportunity to play them all that often. So, like, if I had the option, yeah, I'd definitely sit down and 
bang some skins. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's it's just crazy to think that like the drum set's so friggin' cumbersome though. Like mm-hmm. to have one in any house, just to have it is yeah, so much size and space. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm not gonna point any fingers at anybody in my neighborhood, but I know people <laughs> that uh, might disagree with me over the size of a drum set being an inconvenience. Yeah. But still, it's one of those things like. If you, I mean, I'm just looking around your place. If you were to put a drum set here, you'd greatly inconvenience everything. Oh, yes, so definitely. Like, and so it's not an easy task just to have one around so to all the drummers will have one. Right. You know, my hat's off to you, especially if you got a buddy that's willing to let you hop on his set every now and yeah, then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, like, or like a practice pad. You go to a practice pad where you and, like, a handful of other musicians agree to keep, like, one one kit that everybody can just beat on yeah. there, you know, and that's kind of a nice thing to have, too, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. It's always tough to find those places, though. It seems like they're... Um, they vacuum up real quick, you yeah, know, especially definitely. especially when you have one. Do you do you guys end up finding like a practice pad to go over to somewhere? Um, I mean, generally, we don't really honestly practice all that much. We yeah. kind of just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, you yeah. know, just kind of wing it every time. But like I said, we hang out enough and play enough together, we kind of have an idea of of what's going on. But generally, if we're gonna like practice or record, we'll probably go to Caleb's house. He's got a nice little back room area cool uh, where he's got he's got enough room to set up a kit and everything oh cool hang out yeah. well, that's kind of nice that's yeah. god it's so nice to have somebody that just like has a space to put your stuff or, right you know yeah even if it's just i mean I, I don't practice in my hometown so i end up usually having to like pack my stuff up and drag it somewhere more often than not now right. and even then like it's finding the space is still just tough yeah you know? for sure i mean it's not it's not spacious by any means like when we get everything in there it's pretty tight but <laughs> yeah. i mean it's a space you know that's almost like music video type stuff though when you're yeah. in a space that tight you're just yeah, almost just in someone's living room basically yeah. you, you could probably make something if you had a, a place that small you could like even if it was in a back corner of, of a just like a basement or something you could put like a security cam in there and do some sort of like uh like, yeah, like old school, like kind of punkish video. Yeah, like yeah. maybe some like burglar themed like uh, yeah. type music video where you guys are busting in just to play the instruments or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, funny, I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, that's definitely my creative ingenuity. So don't steal that, yeah, anybody. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. It's my idea. I should have said it on the microphone. Oh man. Oh man. I'm gonna have to edit this out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's not gonna be any edits. But uh, so you got the day drinkers and you got the blue ribbon ramblers yes, and uh, the ramblers started. F- you were in the r- them first. Yes, before yeah, you started for sure. The day uh, I've been playing with the ramblers for like going on three years now. It's oh, almost dang. almost been three years. That's about two and a half, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Uh, How'd yeah. you meet up with those guys? Well, uh, I met Clint at the jam night on Tuesdays in Barnum. Nice. Yeah, I started going there, and then uh, when I met him and started jamming with him, and like. Either around that time or not long beforehand, he's, uh, Caleb started playing with him. So uh-huh. they were just going around, and he was basically just playing a cajon, and Clint was playing an acoustic guitar through a guitar amp. Yep. And yep. then, uh, yeah, just like one day I was talking to Clint about it, and he was like, you know, maybe, possibly. And I went into the coffee shop one day, and I was talking to Caleb, and I was like, dude, I want to do what you're doing. And he's like, what, make coffee? <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, like, I want to, like, play around like play gigs with you guys like with the ramblers and whatnot you know and he's like oh yeah dude like come out to so-and-so you know we'll we'll give it a shot you know so like here and there i was just playing gigs with them every once in a while uh-huh. and then it started to be more of a frequent thing and then brad yep. came along and nice yeah and there we are yeah and before you know it full band yeah you know? full band and now we've got probably like 10 times the gear we started with you know and, uh, yeah yeah dude it ends up like that though like uh the good bands kind of you just rise to the top like that it's right just like uh yeah. you play handfuls of gigs you play like one on the weekends you know one during the weekday and then before you know it, you got a handful of 
gigs in your purse and you're just like right. let's let's buy a sound system make it sound good you yep, know or whatever exactly yeah and brad's our sound guy and he does he does great work he's got, probably got quite a bit of money into it but i mean he knows what he's doing he does a great job so you know the, the surprising thing i keep running into is it doesn't take very much money to get very good sound anymore like oh no, yeah I'm man blown can, away by that yeah you can find some some good stuff like uh, this microphone that i got from him that i use at or like at our shows or my shows uh yeah, he found it at a pawn shop. You know, it's like a hundred yep. some dollar mic. He found it at a pawn shop for like seventy bucks or something yep. like that. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a great mic. You know, like you can piece stuff together and make a pretty killer sound system. You know, for yeah, not much exactly. Money. And I'm not trying to like, I don't know. I got, I run a pretty modest setup myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm running. If you want to look at the brand on these microphones, Behringer microphones, yeah. <laughs> which which is like. An abomination yeah. by anybody's standards. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I, if if people hadn't known I was running Behringer microphones, they probably wouldn't be able nobody, to tell. nobody would yeah. have been able to tell. Exactly. You know? So it's just one of those things like I spent you know less than 20 bucks on this thing just just to see what would happen. Right. And uh, it worked out done. so well. I was just like, I'm buying another one. You know, I'm just better than dragging around 70, 80 dollar microphones in a duffel bag and, right. and maybe ruining them because that's all I have for right. my, my podcast setup anymore. I I simplified everything down. Uh, that's the other thing. Like you can make things so simple nowadays. Like, yeah, you showed up with a little duffel bag and I was like, yeah. "Need help carrying something?" Well, it's like no, it's all in here. Yep, yeah. it's all in one. It looks like I'm a uh, looks like I'm flying like overnight to yeah, Pittsburgh or something. On. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But that's you know that's probably the craziest thing. Like even guitars, uh, it doesn't take a super expensive guitar to no. to play all the awesome stuff you need to play. Yeah, you not know? at all. I uh, the Betty guitar that I use is like literally like a hundred dollar epiphone yeah. les paul it's it's, yeah. it's it's nothing special the only thing special about it is i painted it everyone's like ooh ah Ooh yeah you know? so it has it like so cool. it literally has more sentimental value in it yeah. than the guitar is worth yeah so you know it's just one of those kind of things that i i sit and i've been trying to like teach myself over time where you don't have to have the nicest most expensive right. newest gear or whatever you exactly, know yeah. even though there is some new gear out there that's pretty wild yeah, it is man know? it is yeah but you're gonna spend a pretty penny to get yeah. it yeah that's the other thing, like uh, playing the used market. You ever do any of that? Like hop on the Craigslist oh, yeah. and stuff yeah, like and that. that. Facebook just, marketplace. Yeah, yeah, just yeah I scroll through there. Yeah, yep. yeah. I just actually bought a, a Vox amp last week off uh, that Facebook oh, Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, a little Vox AC15. Yeah. Oh, I really sweet. Did. That's hey, it's cool. not here no. right now, unfortunately. But that's cool though. That's yeah. really neat. I uh, God, I love going on those things and just uh, searching around and seeing what people have. Yeah. It uh. Definitely sucks a lot of time though. Once you get like, if you get too into it, you're just like, yeah. All right, I've seen this guy post this in three different groups. Yeah. It's on Craigslist, and then you're like, wait, wait, just back it up a little bit here, buddy. You've seen yeah, too yeah. much stuff. You've seen it all basically by now. Or you start to like realize that like even on Craigslist post, we're like, this same guy's selling this as that and this because you can obviously tell it's the same porch. It's, yeah, you know? exactly. Oh, there goes the water. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like right. I need to quit looking at these pictures if I can tell that this is the same porch based on the background yeah, and wood exactly. grain. You know, like, you're not fooling anybody. Oh my gosh. I have always had a pretty good, uh, pretty good luck on there too, as far as like uh, people being honest and and forthright. Yeah, et me too. And like um, this, uh, this guy I bought this amp from last week. He was, a, yeah, a super nice guy. He was a car dealer, so I was kind of leery of that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, he was, yeah, super nice guy. Said if there was anything wrong with it, like just contact him or whatever. But I mean, works great. So yeah, I've always had good luck with it too. I mean, I know there's a lot of scam artists out there, but 
You know, yeah. you kind of got to use your better judgment with those things. Yeah, it's nice to have somebody that knows uh, with you. I mean, I talked yeah, about yeah. on a previous podcast a little bit more about this, but yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. Once you get used to it, it's not as scary. You know, yeah. dip your toes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even going to the shops, like uh, any of the shops in town, and just hitting up them, see if they got any used gear in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the people there know what's up, and they're not going to scam you because that's yeah, exactly. that's their day to day. You know, right yeah, where exactly. to find them. You know? Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's one of those deals where it's nice to have that buffer zone even then. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's your? Uh, we already asked you about playing acoustic or electric. What's mm-hmm. your favorite? Um, man, that's that's a tough one. I really don't know because like I love jamming and playing leads with the Ramblers and stuff. But like I said, like playing acoustic and doing solo shit, like playing with the Day Drinkers and the solo shows and everything, I kind of get a chance to get my own tunes out there, you know, and sing a lot more and stuff. So it's kind of a toss up for me. I would probably say. Playing wise, I probably enjoy electric more. Yeah, and like it's you know helped me grow as a guitar player a lot in the past couple of years because I didn't really play much electric up until I started playing with the Ramblers. Like I mean, I did a little bit, you know, I had uh-huh. an idea of it, but like I was mo- like if I was gigging, I was mostly playing acoustic. So it's helped me out a lot, like to grow as a guitar player. You know, I think it's made me a lot better being exposed to like the kind of playing in the scene and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tough call because yeah. you know, one offers more opportunities than the other. You know, but yeah, I'm all. I guess they all offer their own opportunities yeah, in a sense. Because yeah. like, uh, if you were just the acoustic guy, you could definitely just start wrangling and you know side gigs anywhere you wanted yeah. to. But uh, if you're the electric guitar guy, it's tough to be an electric guitar only yeah, solo exactly. gig. So yeah. so you almost have to be with a band. Right. Uh, as for writing your own songs, when did you start writing music? Um. Basically, not long after I started playing guitar, honestly, like, I think I, yeah, I started in, like, seventh or eighth grade playing guitar, and then uh, I wrote my first song in, like, my freshman year of high school. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I was playing with uh, a buddy of mine, Adam Byrne, who, he was, and still is, a pretty lights-out guitar player, and, uh, yeah, I just, I wrote songs, and he kind of played and sang with me and did little acoustic leads over it. And oh, cool. Yeah, so that was actually when I first started really gigging also. Like, I started writing songs, and I had, like, four, three or four songs written, and then we had a bunch of songs that we covered and such. And um, we went up to Okaboji one time, and there was, like, a bunch of stuff going on at, at the Ritz up there in Okaboji. Uh-huh. And him and I just sat out front and started jamming on our acoustics, and... Scott came out and was like staring at us, and we're like, "Like, are you the owner? You know, is it cool if we're here?" And he was like, "No, I'm not, but like, I don't care." You know, he had a shirt on and everything, so <laughs> whatever. And then he went back inside. This other guy came out, and uh, we're like, "Dude, are you the owner? You know, is it cool if we're here?" He's like, "I am the owner." He's like, "It's cool if you're here." He's like, "Let me get your information. You guys can come back next week and play on the deck." Oh, geez. And we're like, "Oh, all right, cool." So he like, that's yeah, took awesome. down our info, and we went back there the next weekend and played on the deck of the Ritz, and then that's, that's when cool. we kind of started putting ourselves out there a little bit, and yeah, we played together for like two years, roughly, just doing little acoustic shows, just the two of us. So. Yeah. Do you have a name? Um. Oh, after midnight is after what we midnight. called it. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Because yeah. like it was when the, he came out there, it was like five minutes after midnight, you know, and like uh-huh. so we just kind of rolled with that because I was like that was the first gig we picked up, kind of by mistake, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. That's really awesome. So you started playing your own original music with After Midnight. Yeah. Yep. Do you ever find it like uh, difficult to fold your music in with other music, like when you're playing cover songs? Yeah, I do for sure. Um, and it's funny because like now there was like. Like I said, I had probably had like four songs written back then, and I still play 
two of them, but the other two I can't even remember. I don't remember how they went. Like, yeah. I mean, I have the lyrics written down somewhere, but like, I didn't write down the chord progression apparently or oh, something. Man. So like, yeah. Um, but yeah, because I don't know. I guess back then it wasn't as hard. We didn't have like that long of a set, you know, and it was pretty mellow acoustic stuff, which was similar to what I was writing. So yep. I mean, it wasn't too bad. And I guess I mean now it depends on like where I'm playing, what I'm playing, I guess, you know. But yeah. generally I can find a way to sneak it in there some, somehow, you know. Yeah, I always feel like to, like we were talking about to the layman, to the person that doesn't know music anymore than the man on the moon, like right. they might just be like, oh, this song's awesome. I've never heard this one before. Yeah, right. but they Who might, sings that? Yeah, like, know? is this a stick song? Or, yeah. You know, I just like throw it out there and you're like, no, actually, no, well, that's, I, that's one of mine. Yeah. I, I wrote this in 10th grade, actually. Yeah, you know? right. Like, <laughs> they're like, holy crap, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You might end up with some of that stuff, like, uh, I saw the Brutal Republic not too long ago. They played at Timbuk Brew, and it was mm-hmm. one of those deals where it's like, I knew a handful of the people there, and I also like could tell like who hadn't seen them before, you know. Right. And I just kind of like stood around and just listened to people, just be like, this song, "These guys are awesome," you yeah. know. And then they get like, "Oh, this song is cool," you right. know. And it's not like they were like, "Who is this?" you know, or whatever. But it's like, "Oh, this was actually, you know, this is one of their songs right. or somebody, you know." Yeah, I just. Uh Opened up for them in uh, Lakeview this past weekend. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, Jeremy invited me to come up there and open up for him because he was running from the uh, Lone Tree Revival opened up for Head East out there at Fort Frenzy here in Fort Dodge. Dude, and, that's uh, cool. Yep, so then uh, I went up there and played for like an hour or so before they went on. And it was funny when they went on, you know, like they had, I don't think they'd ever played there before, you know, as full band at least. And so there was like, I was singing along and stuff and people were like rocking out and I had a couple guys come up like, who sings this song, you know? Like, I, th- I swear I know this song. I was like, unless you've seen them before, you probably don't. Like, it's yeah, theirs, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's just the thing. Like, I feel like there's too many musicians that are too hard on themselves where like, I'm not going to throw myself in this boat like I deserve it, but like, I don't write a lot of music because I'm pretty hard on myself. Right. And that's just the whole reason, like, where's my song catalog? It's like, this doesn't exist because yeah. I just don't, I don't write it down. I don't record myself and listen to it and, and collect riffs and stuff. Right. I'm the same way. I got a notebook full of half written songs, you know, like I'll write something halfway and then I just feel like I'll go back and look at it and be like, no, nah, that I don't like that, you know, or, yeah. or like I need to work on it and then I never really get back to it, you know? So. Yeah. I always just get, uh, it's not, I don't want to say like I'm scared, but I always get so like worried that someone's going to be judgmental and it's not like it even right. matters that much. Exactly. Because, yeah. because as like as we've covered so much in this podcast on so many episodes, <laughs> like especially this area, everybody is so positive. They just want you to go out there and have fun and yep, watch you have exactly. fun. Exactly. That's yeah. it. And, yeah, exactly. You know, I just want to see you having a good time. Yep. And that's that goes down to the jam nights. That goes down to like going to see people play at shows. Shiny like top or you know, music. yeah, yeah like it's small not, little venues or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's not like there for live music. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you and I showed up to go see so and so play at the whatever place, and, right? To judge them, you know, yeah, it doesn't make exactly. any sense. You know, yeah, take that exactly. time out of your day. They came there to watch you have fun so. exactly so i don't know so i always just think that that's that's another cool thing that you actually like have the ability to like write these songs and and play them and go play live with them and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and you know have that confidence so like you know my hat's off to you well, for thank sure you. for that thanks i'm gonna take a drink of coffee here yeah Couch down coffee. <laughs> i finished off my water heck yeah. yeah oh man 
I did have something else I was going to ask you, but I totally forgot what it was when I was thinking about uh, writing your own music. Yeah. Because that definitely is something that's uh, not easy to do, uh, especially me being in, like, two established bands where most of the music uh, is pre-written, like, in Three mm-hmm. Finger Betty, like, one guy does all the writing and we just do the tweaking. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of yeah. kind of nice that way, where it's just kind of like, right. you bring something to the table and we'll all splatter our paint on it and, right. and it's a finished exactly. project. That's know? basically how it is for the Ramblers and us, like, Clint writes. I mean, Clint's a hell of a songwriter, you know, but that's kind of the fun of it, is he just kind of brings to the table and it's like all right here's this you know and we just kind of all just go to town on it like dude he just recently wrote one and like like it was like the first or second time we played it like we all had like our own little parts written and uh-huh. now it's a full song you know within like two weeks you know? yeah we've it's got so it pretty crazy. like nailed down you know and it's it's really fun to do that you know there's certain improvisation aspect to it but also like knowing you know knowing him and how you would think he wants it to sound you know? exactly and like it is a lot of fun you know I, that's probably one of my favorite parts about Clint is uh, he can take like he's like we're just gonna play these four chords over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna rap like six different rap songs. Yeah, over the top. And it's like yeah. how are you doing this? Yeah, you know? right. it's something so simple, but it's so awesome. Yeah, it'll just go for days. Yeah, and that's just the thing you gotta remember. Like that's my thing with music is it's like it's gotta be so complex and I gotta be thrashy and right. it's gotta be you know crunchy and metal and everyone you know whatever. Yeah. You play a bunch of notes and right, you know, <laughs> play complex chords. Like it doesn't have to be. You know, no. it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be. No. Especially Sometimes just to get people simple moving. as best. Yeah. You know. That's that's always lost on me. Even in like soloing at shows and stuff like that, I just wanna just wanna do so much, and then right. you, you just kind of realize. I, I'm pretty sure that like Scott Dahl was the guy that gave me the advice to just kind of like you know just slow down a notch, yeah, just right. play what you're playing, and let the, let the people that want to stand out stand out, exactly. and then when your time comes, you'll fit in yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, and yep. it's such a tough thing to remember, but it uh, is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's I can hear your cat. Oh yeah, I, I've been touched. I've been seeing her. Uh, rubbing her hands out from underneath the doorway trying to say hi to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the second cat on the podcast. I think the other one was uh, Clint's, actually right? Clint's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Giddy two-shoes. Yep. That's, yeah, she'd be tearing apart these cords if she was out here, so she's oh, all right. That's a fun cat, though. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, do you ever get like nervous playing shows? Like You do play some pretty big shows, whether it be like uh, this town or that town's uh, whatever days uh, yeah. at, the, at the whatever festivals. Or uh, up at a, any lake environment uh, event is usually pretty packed. Uh, yep. And that's, that's always something I think about. Like, I played uh, the Rockin' Picnic. There's, you know, 100, 200 people out there. And it's just, I, you know, I was pretty nervous. But then it's just kind of like, oh, this ain't going to be so bad, though. You know, right. you just kind of start playing. But do you ever get nervous, like, thinking, like, oh, man, he booked us a show here. Jeez. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes, depending on, like, where it is and, like, if there's somebody, you know, like, they're watching that I kind of know is kind of you know, an established musician or something like that, uh-huh. you know, and then it's kind of like, okay, you know, don't mess up, you know, yep. but I mean, or like, yeah, like around here, I honestly, yeah, I would say if at all, definitely more local shows because like out of town, you know, chances are you're not going to see these guys again yep. or, you know, if you do, they're not going to remember who you are, uh-huh. you know, like yep. I said, the kind of the layman's factor and all yeah, that. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, not generally, but every once in a while, yeah, I, I do get a little a little nerve wracked, you know. But it's like I said, it's mostly like on local shows. If I know somebody's out there listening, that I like, all right, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of this guy, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, dude, I totally get that. Like sometimes the local pressure is more because you're just yeah. like, I, I see this guy all the, all time. the time. Yeah, I go to watch his shows, and he yep. came out to one of mine. Yeah, like, don't mess it up, you right. know. But also like opening it up for bigger bands. Uh, a trick I started doing, and this is like a dumb trick to do, but like. 
uh, take in as little of their music and knowledge about the bands that you're opening up for as possible. Just like yeah. act like it doesn't exist. We're like opened up for like Striker and Helion Prime mm-hmm. and uh, Unleash the Archers, uh, which all three bands to people in the metal world, they're just like, dude, these guys all rock, you know, right. they'll, they'll haul. And, right. I, and I was just like, I'm going to just listen to like one song of each just so I get an idea of what's going on. Right. And I'm just not going to look into it. Mm. Uh, you know, I played with the show with Unity. We opened up. I wasn't that nervous. And then I, I like realized like this building is like sold out. Yeah. There's like 200, 300 people. And I like Gabe's, yeah. the whole the whole upstairs is packed. We get done. I, I haul all my stuff outside and I'm sitting there watching the other bands and I'm like, jeez. Like, yeah. I'm kind of glad I didn't know how big of a deal this was. Yeah, I, was just, right. I was just up there exactly. ripping it up, you know. Because I don't think that nerves really, like once you get going, they kind of just disappear yeah, because you're just, doing stuff. Yeah. But, um, you get more comfortable on stage. You know? I mean, I've, I've opened up for a decent amount of, uh, you know, I guess like metal-ish bands with Unity because that's pretty much the only shows we do is opening up for bigger bands. So I've kind of mm-hmm. gotten used to it where it's like, uh, you're going to open up for like uh, whatever vicious rumors or whatever you know whoever it is from the 80s right. or whatever it happens to be and it's like oh this place is going to be packed and yeah. then you're just like yeah just just don't worry about it go out there and do your thing yeah um, man that's just another one though is like playing shows after you kind of play like one or two or three of them you're just kind of like alright this isn't that big of a deal right I, I wonder uh, I wonder if that hinders people at all from playing shows just like being so worried about going up in front of somebody or like, or or like Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I guess I've never really. I I did spend a lot of time in a basement, just kind of like dinking around by myself. But a lot of that was just because I couldn't. I didn't have the confidence in myself to be able to mesh well with other people for right. long enough to stand on stage with them. Which is another big thing. How do you mm-hmm. how do you end up finding? I guess like you're pretty good buddies with all these guys now in your bands. But how do you yeah. end up finding such a great group of guys to get together? Yeah, with? Yeah, man. It was kind of just happenstance that we all kind of fell together. You know, like Caleb went to a jam. It was basically that uh, Barnum jam. That brought us together, like Clint putting that on, and we all showed up, and we're like kind of jamming on his stuff and stuff that he wanted to play, and yeah, and he was like, yeah, man, I've been trying to book gigs, you know, and he's like, I kind of want to put a band together, and we're like, well, shit, here we are, you know, yeah, so, no kidding, yeah, it just kind of just kind of happened, yeah, and now like two and a half years later, whatever, we're still still kicking it's pretty fun yeah i love to see these bands that become established and then like the small offshoots that come from them um right uh like for example like brutal republic and acoustic republic yeah like, uh, acoustic republic is usually just jeremy or jeremy and uh, jeremy plus one yeah jeremy plus one you know basically, so yeah. it's uh kind of nice to have that kind of going for you where you get to have two different flavors of the same thing yeah definitely uh, where you have the day drinkers which is kind of like i don't want to say like a softer version of uh blue ribbon ramblers yeah. it's not the same thing no not no. the same thing it's even different, at all yeah different but different it's songs but i mean there's still like some aspect of it you know yeah. and we we do play some of the same songs that like like we play with the ramblers and stuff you know so yeah but i mean yeah i don't know it's something a little different you know i I don't know i just really kind of dig that even like going down to like the des moines area and you find bands where it's like oh these guys were in this band together and they came out to make this band and those guys went over to make that band and now you got two different bands like that all came out of one band you know there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on and i guess there's only so many musicians in every area and uh eventually you're gonna cycle through them kind of like that definitely it's kind of weird that like the jam night kind of brought everyone together though that uh it's not i guess it's not that weird but it's it's kind of weird to think that like anybody i could have been on stage with could have just been like dude you're pretty good let's let's yeah, try and find something going yeah, here you know yeah. so like that's kind of crazy to think that that could have been a thing you know I'd, yeah it was it's pretty it's pretty cool what's what's been your favorite show so far that you've played with any of your bands um like uh you know oh this was the biggest show we played this was so cool or like oh this one had like the funnest thing happened because we played on a boat or something <laughs> you know or like whatever it is so last summer 
It was up in Iowa Falls. We played the All Iowa Rugby Tournament. Oh, cool! It was pretty cool. It was there was a ton of people there. Like I, I yeah, probably like 150, maybe 200. I don't know. But they were all like right up in front of the stage. Oh, like they geez. were all just loving, it, you know, because we played at night, so we had all the lights going and everything. And they were all just loving it. And I don't know if you know anything about rugby players, but they are crazy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they were all just hammered and like just throwing other people around and just, like at one point like i went and like changed the setting on my guitar and was like messing with my guitar a little bit and i came turned back around to go to my microphone to like play a lead and over to my right to the right of clint and like in front of brad there's like two naked dudes just like shaking their ass like holding their jug and just shaking their ass on this uh, like big ass flatbed trailer that we were playing on and I was just like, "What is going on here?" You know? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was quite the show. It was. It was a lot of fun. But that was probably the most memorable for sure. Oh would, gosh, would be that one. I'd say that's hilarious. Just that's that's okay. I don't think I've ever had naked people on stage with me yet. Yeah, so. that was the first for me too, man. Oh, <laughs> like I said, rugby players, man, they're wild. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's that's awesome though to like be able to have one of those like super memorable things and like that's one of those awesome things i bet about going from town to town to town to town to play in all those yeah. shows you get to see all that kind of stuff definitely because you guys don't always you know there's some bands it's like oh, we're gonna play this town and only this town but there's other bands it's like right. i try not to play the same town you know within four months or whatever oh, yeah. of each other or whatever and you guys in uh blue ribbon ramblers do i guess a lot of rambling you know, pun yep, intended or exactly. whatever. but you guys are all over the place so oh yeah we try and get around quite a bit um yeah, all over the place into northern Iowa. We get into Minnesota a little bit. Cool. Into like yeah, uh, played in like Lanesboro, uh, Fairmont, uh, like all kind of that southern Minnesota area. Uh-huh. You know, uh, a couple towns there, and yeah, we try and get all over the place as much as we can. We need to get more into like eastern and southern Iowa a little more, but and yeah, we try and cover cover our bases. You know, I think it's cool that you guys can all find these uh, like little bars that you guys. It's not, you guys don't even go to the same ones, but it's just like, oh, you're playing at some little bar in this town? Like, I didn't even know this place existed or whatever. Right, and you look exactly. it up on the map, and you're like, oh, it's got like 2,000 people in it, so yeah. there's going to be people yeah, there. there's going to be people there, so yeah. It's just wild. Or you go to a, a, a town of 500, and there's 100 people at the bar, and you're like, right. what? Like, there had to be some people driving in from out of town to yeah, see this. Exactly. You know, there's no way there's yeah. 100. But I mean, sometimes, you know, it's that town that doesn't seem all that big, but it's surrounded by a bunch of tiny little towns yep. you know, or, or yeah, a big rural farming community or something. So that's what there is to do on a Saturday night. You yep. know? Yeah, so. exactly. I feel like there's a big swing for that, too. A lot of people are coming back to to enjoying watching live music. Oh, um, yeah. As, you know, I guess a lot of bars are kind of having live music and musicians are deciding to go out and play songs, right. you know, with bands or whatever. But it's uh, it's starting to be a more commonplace thing. And I'm really kind of oh, digging yeah. it, you know, because... Me too, man. Um, you know, whether it be on like, oh, it's... Saturday night who's playing a show I can just pull up my Facebook and see whether or not it's you or Jeremy's in town or even if he's not in town oh he's in Clarion I'm driving over to Clarion it's only 20 minutes for me you know exactly just just stuff like that it's so nice to see that and uh, be able to just drive you know within Mm -hmm. a 20 mile radius around Humboldt or Fort Dodge and be like I can just hit up one of these guys or whatever exactly and yeah like it's good for you know musicians too because like if you're not if you got a night off you're not playing chances are one of your buddies is somewhere you know yep. so you go hang out and have a beer and support your friends and everything like it's a good time man yeah it's picking up a lot yeah it in is the area I and you know like starting this podcast and going to shows and things like that I never thought I I don't want to sound like pretentious or like too picky but I never thought I'd enjoy going to see everybody as much as I do but right. but it's so fun to watch everybody play mm-hmm. when I first started learning guitar um, me and 
me and Dan Blair talk about it in like episode two of the podcast. But it's like we would I'd like learn some riffs and he'd learn some riffs and we'd like learn some stuff and we'd get together uh, the next day and be like, what'd you learn this? What I learned this? And we teach it to each other and then we'd like jam a little bit and be like, oh, you could yeah. do some stuff I can't do. Yeah. Even if it's like simple, yeah. I didn't think of it. Right. You know, so I enjoy that aspect of like you put these notes together in a slightly different fashion than my brain would have put them together. Right. I think that's super cool. That's you know? really cool. Yeah. And you kind of pick up on that and learn a little from it. And, yeah. yeah. Even just seeing people like you get to see other people's styles and you're just like, I like this guy's style because he can do all this stuff that I can't do. Like a right. finger picking is not my, my forte. I can do it if I have to, yeah. but it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not, but I, th- you know, like people chicken picking. Have you ever chicken picked? Not really. No, no and no. I'm not good at it. But it's just like, why? Well, how how's this guy doing this? And yeah. it's really not like the most mind blowing thing ever. But it's no. like this is cool. Yeah. You know? And uh, you know, that's just the kind of thing I find myself like every time going and watching people play. Where it's just like I'm watching the drummer, I'm watching the you know guitarist. So now I'm watching the bassist, you know, yeah. rip it up or whatever. Or even like when I go to see bands like you know Blue Ribbon Ramblers, it's one of those deals where it's like you guys got a good light show. You know, it's like it's not just like a yeah. It's not always just like. I don't know, not trying to throw down three finger Betty, but we just got some basic lights set up. Mm-hmm. It's good enough for what we got going on, but it's not like yeah. a not something super nice or like even you know, Chris Carband. It's just like, oh, geez, yeah, these guys are, up, you know, yeah. this is like Space Mountain out here. Yeah, you know, it's, for it's real. crazy. They're calling in aliens from there. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just crazy stuff like that where you, you, you just really start appreciating literally every single thing that people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when it comes to picking apart setups where it's just like sometimes you're just like, dude, this play, this dude's like rocking this place and he's got a tiny little combo amp and no pedals. Yeah. Like, how is he doing this? Right. You know? Yeah, I, exactly. I'm blown away by that. Are you like a pedal guy at all? Do you like pedals? Uh, I mean, I usually, I use a couple. There's a, there's a couple of songs that we play, like a couple of Clint's and then we do a Bob Dylan tune. Uh, and I use this, um, can't remember the brand of it right now, but it's it's a B9 pedal. It's an organ pedal. Oh yeah, so it makes my guitar sound like an organ. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I like I like messing with that thing. Dude, that's and I awesome. use a wah from now and like time to time, and then like an overdrive and everything. But yeah, I mean I'm not a huge pedal guy, but I like messing with them from time to time. You know, it's yeah. fun. I I like to keep it pretty simple though for the most part. I think that's uh, Electro Harmonics. Is I think brand. so, yeah. yeah. That, there you go. I think that's a fun pedal. I think that's the second time that pedal has come up on this podcast, actually. Yeah. So that's a fun one. I've, ne- I've yet to play with it. I got bit by that, like, let's play with pedals bug for a while. Yeah. Where it's just like, I'm going to buy this one. Yeah. I'm going to buy this one and try it. You know, you start yeah. buying used pedals from people and trying right. them out. Just try them out. But it's fun to, like, be like, I like Overdrive or, like, I like this or that. But most of the time, like you said, like, I've got a bunch of pedals with me almost always wherever I go. But mm-hmm. I don't i'm not like pedal dancing the whole time you know it's uh more like to shape things where uh i'll just use like the crunch on my amp and and then just like an overdrive Mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah that's good enough i'm gonna use that for the whole entire thing but like we're gonna play a jam thing and it's like well let's switch it to the clean channel give it a different crunch and then just give it a whole bunch of effects now yeah so you know it's usually pretty close to the same things i don't like to dink around too much you ever tried any of those like digital processors that have all of them in one not really no i've i've been more intrigued as of late than i ever have yeah by those. i'll Me tell you too. what yeah for I, sure chris yeah chris has one at the shop that i was kind of checking out one day and i was like oh man that'd be kind of cool you know if you sat down and really got it dialed in you yeah know, you be kind of fun dude yeah especially like those ones where it's just like uh my guitar plugs into this thing on the floor and that goes into the pa yeah you know, that's all i got yeah like, what like are you serious that's yeah, nuts you that's know nuts, that's yeah. all the gear you had to bring here i am lugging four by 12s around yeah are you, no are you kidding, kidding yeah, me big ass half stack or something oh gosh 
That's something you probably never had to do too much of is dragging half stacks around. No, no, no. 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 I, I just played through a small little Fender amp before, and then I'm like I've been playing through this Vox now since I got that, and it's just a little 15 watt. It's nothing one by 12. It's nothing too big. Like. You got a 12 inch speaker. I think you're golden. Man. Exactly, like, man. Yeah, and we mic it up and put it through the PA anyway. So I still got like my guitar and my monitor and everything. Dude, that's I got perfect. It. Yeah, it's all I need. You know, I've, as of late, if I had the ability to everywhere I went, uh, and I knew they would mic it up, I would bring low wattage amps everywhere mm-hmm. just for the simple fact you can just dime them out yep. and just be like this thing sounds as sweet as it's going to be because yeah, it, exactly. it's all, pretty much all tens you know yep. all the way down you know and yeah and we got all the levels set coming out of the mains like brad's got all that on his little his little ipad you know and he cool would, yeah that's awesome oh yeah i love those little setups with i've seen people with uh it's like a tablet that controls all the all the stuff because you can like bluetooth it to the the mixer the digital mixer whatever yeah those are fun little setups i yeah you know that's the stuff where like i'm kind of glad i don't have a use for it because it's like i'd buy one of those you know and mm-hmm. i uh i'm kind of glad i don't but i i still want to just to tinker with it right. you know and i don't yeah. want to just like show up to your guys's place and be like oh let me dink with your yeah. stuff yeah, yeah let me play with your sound right i plug it in and unplug my own stuff and just you know it's no yeah but, but yeah i mean that's also crazy it's also kind of nice having that guy in the band that does it all for you you don't yeah. have to worry about and any of it yeah he's good at it too like he knows what he's doing you oh know, yeah and yeah, he knows how to make that little sound craft. You know, he's got it dialed into where, yeah, he can like zoom in on our parts and everything and isolate everything, you know, make it sound exactly the way he wants to and then adjust levels and away we go. Yeah, know? dude. I mean, God, that's, <laughs> that's something that's come up before, though, like hats off to the sound guy, but hats mm-hmm. off to the sound guy in the band, too. Yeah, like, and yeah, like, yeah, no kidding. The sound guy and then the bassist after he's all done setting us up, you know. Why does it always seem like it's the bassist? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the drummer definitely can't be the sound guy because yeah, he's stuck. Yeah, he's, he's stuck. stuck there, yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know. It seems like in most bands, the bassists are the guys that are running the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's not really so different at Three Finger Betty. Like, I do I do a little bit of the sound, but it's usually just if Jeff's going to do it, he's our bassist. Yeah, just like, yeah, just let it. him do yeah. it. Just let him do it. He's got it. He nailed it. Yeah. It's also nice to have a, a consistent sound setup where you yeah, go because uh, you, you know you're going to bring your own PA everywhere you go. Um, do you bring your own PA if a place is just like we got one? Uh, if they have one, we usually we generally use like the house PA. Mm-hmm. Like like, uh, like tomorrow, for instance, we're playing at uh, uh, Captain's Getaway up in Okaboji, and they have a house PA. So we'll just literally go up there and uh-huh. run yeah mics from the drum set the our amps and everything and just run right into their house sound and cool go from there yeah but but they have they have a pretty nice setup there but i mean depending on the place like if they have a decent house setup we'll just use that but if not we'll definitely bring our own pa and everything yeah. and because we know how it's going to sound exactly you know? it's yep. good to have that consistency yep exactly this is a perfect transition so you said tomorrow you got a show but for everybody listening the show was two days ago if you're listening to the day this comes out because this is coming out thursday yeah. so uh where can people find shows that you're going to put on you said you uh I've got you on Facebook. You got, you got Blue Ribbon Ramblers on Facebook. Yep, yep. It's uh, Blue Ribbon Ramblers, Iowa. Uh-huh. So you'll have to type in Iowa after it. Otherwise, it takes you to some other page, some, like Whitewater Rafting thing or something. Oh, I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's on Facebook. And we stay pretty uh, pretty up to date on those, keeping dates uh, posted and everything. Yeah. So, and if we don't, usually the bar will, and we'll just share it, you know, uh-huh. and put a little description on there and whatnot. And then uh, the day drinkers, we got a Facebook page as well. Uh, it's just the day drinkers, and yeah, there's a picture of me and Caleb. Yeah, I was on gonna there. say it's a picture of you and Caleb on there. Yeah, yeah. We're not as active because I mean we don't we're not gigging as much, but you can keep up with us on there. So yeah. Um, 
not not to just be like bah, but do you guys uh, do you know that like if let's say the bar creates an event for your band and doesn't tag your band in it so it doesn't show up on your guys's stuff do you know you can go to that on a computer and then click on the, like the three little dots up there and just be like add this to my band page oh no and, i did not and, and it will literally take that event and just post Put it, it on your, your, on your band page, on your band page. oh and no. so you can be like i'll be at this event wow that would make so, things a lot easier so there's there's like... a good thing if anybody's listening out there that's a trick i learned not too long ago uh totally works it's way better than creating a duplicate event right and, right. and possibly steering people into misinformation because mm-hmm. you know like i've seen the duplicate events where like the bar creates one and it's like doors at nine show at 10 and then the band creates one and it's just like doors, doors at eight, eight yeah you know, show ba- first band at 10 30 you know yeah. or something like that yeah. it's just like none of this lines up so. right so that is there's a little trick i don't know who's running the facebooks and stuff uh, on your guys's end but yeah um, i think well i think we're all administrators yeah, on this, so yeah. we all kind of just if we know of something or Something needs posted, you know, one of us will do it, you know. So I think I've actually got everybody in, in Blue Ribbon Ramblers, except for Brad. Except for Brad. That's, uh... You have to get him in, gonna call him out. This He'd is, be a good one to have on. He would, you know... He's knowledgeable, for sure. He was one of the first people that got a hold of me when I started doing a podcast, and was like, you gotta interview Clint, and I was just like, I don't know, Clint, I'm so yeah. I'm worried, and then right. I just eventually was like, I'll bite the bullet, and I don't think I could have, like... Not a nicer guy randomly, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's a good dude. And then I've met Brad before too, you know. And it's just like Brad's nice as hell, so it's oh, like yeah. you know I gotta, I would like to interview Brad. And you got the ins yeah. with him, so yeah. So definitely all uh, dropping ear or bugging his ear. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, so you got the two Facebook pages. I do know Blue Ribbon Ramblers has Instagram. They do. Uh, so do the Day Drinkers. Like, oh, you do. Yeah, just recently. Oh, yeah, cool. So there's like two posts on there. I think Sweet. maybe, but but yeah, we got Instagram as well. Yeah. Any other pages for anything? That's it. That's it. We don't do the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> or anything I don't like that. I don't blame you. Twitter's right. tough. It's probably the one that I struggle the most at. Yeah. It's uh very fast paced to keep up with and it's yeah. I don't know. Feels like a lot of the stuff gets lost into nothingness mm-hmm. out there pretty quick. So Yeah. But uh yeah, so I'll I'll definitely take both of those uh your Facebook and Instagram for both bands and put the put them in the descriptions down below. Cool. So if you guys want to go check them out live, that's where you go to check out the yep. events pages. Uh you know any other shout outs other than uh other than everybody we've talked about so far i think we covered it man sweet awesome well thanks for joining me man really appreciate it thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah there's another one that was a good episode with jordan uh you know shout out to jordan uh the day drinkers blue ribbon ramblers Uh, you know hats off to those guys uh stellar bands stellar bands both of them uh jordan's a great guy good at playing the guitar he's good at singing apparently he's good at you know pretty much everything it's crazy it was one of those things where it's like five minutes in not even five minutes into the interview i was just like oh holy cow this guy plays a lot of everything you know and uh he's not farting around so uh you know i I was a little taken back there for a while but you know even after the interview uh we were just sitting down talking at his place and you know i had a great time sitting down talking with him he's he's just an all-around real cool dude real chill guy uh you know it's easy to talk to it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you don't find too many people like that out there anymore. And, uh, you know, especially not in my age group, it just seems, uh, seems like people don't get along as well anymore. And I don't know what the deal is, but hats off to Jordan for being, you know, uh, a gracious host to me. Uh, you know, thanks Jordan. I really appreciate it. Hope to get you on a podcast again here, uh, sometime in the future. Uh, glad we finally got this one nailed down. I also want to say thanks once again to Couchtown Coffee. Go to www.couchtowncoffee, find the coffee you want. Uh, if you know how you want it roasted, you know you can do that. Otherwise, you can get a hold of Andrew. I'm sure he can give you a, a recommendation. But find the coffee that you want. And let them know how you want it roasted. And uh, while you're making your order, make sure you use the promo code DAYDRINKER 
That's right. Day drinker is the promo code. So uh, if you like to drink your coffee during the day, uh, you know, I've been known to be drinking it at nighttime sometimes now. Uh, I just, I've been on this big kick where I've been just chugging down tons of coffee lately. And I, uh, I've got Couchtown Coffee to thank for that. So uh, hats off to Couchtown Coffee. Make sure you go to their website. Uh, check out their coffees they have. Use the promo code DAYDRINKER. Save yourself 20%. It's only good for a week. It's only good for This code is only good for a week. So it's only good from Thursday through Wednesday. Uh, you know, Next episode, it's going to be no longer valid. So uh, thanks once again to Couchtown Coffee for doing the sponsorship for this episode. I really, really appreciate it. You guys are providing me with the fuel I need to go out and, and do this podcast every single week. So hats off. Go to www.audiblefarm.com. You can find all of the Audible Farm links like uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, where you can listen. Everything's there. There's even a forum where you can send us an email if you'd like. Uh, I've got to say thanks to Iowa Podcast Network for helping me out with that website. They've been doing the heavy lifting on that end. And uh, they've got a nice website there. Uh, if you go to www.audiblefarm.com, you can actually find uh, other Iowa podcasts to listen to. If you like this one, check out some other Iowa podcasts and uh, just keep supporting local guys. You know, it's one of those things I've been trying to preach a little bit and I've been putting my money where my mouth is lately on the podcast with, uh, you know, just trying to support everybody around me and, and cause I just see so many people doing so many great things and it's not that I, I don't think I have the talent, but it's just all these people can do stuff that I either can't do or things I can do in such a different way that I, it kind of blows me away. So I just want to say thanks again to all you guys, the listeners for joining me on this week's podcast. Make sure you uh, follow Jordan's bands on the links below and I will be back next week with another amazing episode. So we'll check you guys next week. All right. Peace.